Yuma Dafnun Hey, today's first email comes from Tzvi Medetsky, Mr. Anonymous. Dear Abeli, do not stop showing pictures of Shaq and Michael Jordan. That's why I watch. Okay. Second email is from Moshe Rifkin, and he goes on to say at the end, he says, I also want to thank Yosef Biliak for the special effects during Shir, especially during your story today about the knife. Have a good Shabbos, Moshe Rifkin. Thank you. Yuma Dafnun Hey. When the Kain Gadol sprinkles the blood towards the top of the Aran, so the back of his hand is facing downwards. And when he's aiming towards the bottom part of the Aran, the back of his hand is on top, and he goes as so with his finger, he dunks it in the blood, and he sprays it. When the Torah talks about the bull, it says that the Kohen Gadol should sprinkle seven times on the bottom, but it doesn't say how many times he should sprinkle on top. Although it says he should sprinkle on top, it doesn't say how many. In the Pasuk of the goat, it says you should sprinkle one on top, but it doesn't say how many on the bottom, but it says you should sprinkle on the bottom. It also says in the Pasuk of the goat, that the goat and the bull are equal in the way you spray it, you sprinkle the same amount of azoyes. So that's how we learn that both of them require one hazo, one sprinkle on top, and seven on the bottom. But when the Torah tells us by the goat that you have to sprinkle on the bottom, that's extra, because it says you should do it identical to the bull. So it's to teach us a hekesh, that al, on top of, is lefan of, means in front of, not directly. It shouldn't be touching the arn itself, just like in front doesn't touch. So al also doesn't mean to touch. And lamala above is extra by a bull, and that's to teach us a binyanav. You learn halacha from it that every time it says in the Torah the word penei, it means mizrach. Now every time he sprinkles according to a mayor, he must. You have to count according to a mayor. How do you count? Like we count on Yom Kippur. Achas, achas v'achas, achas v'shtayim. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you count, but you say shtayim v'achas. In other words, Machlaikah says each person according to where they live. You say, let's say in English, twenty-one or 120. What comes first? And when you always count the first hazal you did on top, so that's the achas. Then it's achas v'shalosh, achas v'chamesh. Why? Why do you have to count the first one? According to Rebbe Lazar, is to give him that moment, that second, to remind him exactly what hazal is up to, and he shouldn't make a mistake. But according to Rebbe Yochan, it's not for him to remember, it's the Doiraisa. Yaza is extra, and it's to teach us that you must count, and it's, since it's a chukah, is la'akev, if you don't do it, you're not yaitza. Nafkemina, if you didn't count. In the Migdash, there were 13 boxes called shoifrois. The first one is tikkun chante, where you put your machsa shaklan, fritz daka. The second one is tikkun atike, where you put your machsa shaklan that you forgot from last year. And that goes to fix whatever you need to fix, the walls, the, the towers. There's a pushka for eitzim, if you donated wood, two pieces of wood, levaina, frankincense, you give a, a one kmitza worth. And there's one zav lechfairis. Lechfairis, according to Rashi here, means enough gold for the clay hamigdash. There's another Rashi and another Masech that says it's to repair the kapairis. And there are six boxes for nadava. For the Kate Mizbech, when there's a low time in the Mizbech. And there's a box called Kinim, and that's for the mature doves. And then there's Geisli Ayla, that's for the babies.
According to Yehuda, it contains only money for oilies and not for chatos. But over here you see that according to Yehuda, you could rely on the wording on the outside of a box because we have 13 boxes and there's wording on them. So the reason why he doesn't allow to put money of chatos inside the one of the boxes because we're concerned that if a person who put the money in dies and we know that he's dead, now we have a problem of chatos Money that was given towards the chatos and the owner died, you can no longer bring and it's going to passel all the money in that shoifer. So that's why Rabbi Yudah says you shouldn't put it in. Rabbi Yudah does not hold up the concept of Breiro, retroactive clarification. So Melo, it's not going to help if you take out from that one box four zuz equal to amount of money that the dead person put in there and say, okay, this four zuz is what the dead man put in there. And then take that four zuz, grind it up, toss it into the ocean. It's not going to work because he doesn't hold of retroactive clarification. Just to, th- to, to be concerned that perhaps maybe somebody died, even though we don't know for a fact, we're not concerned because the halacha is if somebody sends a chatos, you could be makrov in the mizbeach. And we're not chayshish that perhaps maybe he dies. You see, that kind of chashash we don't have. We only have a chashash if we know for a fact that he died. Now what do we do? It's chatos from Esau Have a wonderful day.